Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by asweatlife.com on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. I'm Gina Anderson Cohen, and today is a very special episode because with me I have Cindy Kuzma, Maggie Umberger, and Kristen Guile, all of whom are going to spend today talking about gratitude. Welcome, guys. Good morning, Gina. Good morning. Hi, Gina. I'm super grateful that we have the time to actually sit down and talk about gratitude because it's it's one thing to practice the exercise on your own, but to actually get to have the conversation with a group of people is something that's pretty special. And it's something that we did yesterday morning for our uh, breakfast and learn with a sweat life. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to go to that. So I would love to hear more about how that went. Yeah, so we led a gratitude-themed breakfast and learn yesterday at Evolve Her, which is one of the most gorgeous spaces in Chicago. And we obviously wanted to focus on gratitude in keeping with sort of the theme of the holiday season and November in particular. But we wanted to give it a little bit of a twist, so we decided to focus on visual gratitude practices instead of the sort of traditional written gratitude journal that we hear about keeping Um And we started off by talking a little bit about the research behind gratitude practices and all the different ways that it can help you live your best life. Uh, A few that I remember right off the top were it practicing gratitude improves your physical health. You're more likely to exercise and to go get your annual checkups and just take care of yourself in general. It can help you sleep better because it uh, if you do a gratitude practice towards the end of your night, it helps your brain unwind and, you know, free those toxic emotions that often keep you up at night obsessing over and over and over. Uh, So that's one of the reasons people encourage you to do gratitude practices right before you go to bed. And it can also improve your relationships because if you show gratitude to even just a random stranger or whoever makes your coffee, you're opening the door for a more meaningful relationship uh, by showing them that you see them and you appreciate them. And that could lead to a better relationship down the road. So lots of good things happen when you practice gratitude. And we uh, wanted to give everyone at that breakfast and learn a chance to enjoy all those benefits. And Kristen, what I found really interesting about the gratitude practice that you created was how people kind of reacted to it. Can you talk us through what you did and how it went? Sure. So leading up to the Breakfast and Learn, we asked everyone to submit to us three different photos that made them feel grateful. And we just had them choose random photos from their phone camera roll. And we emphasized that it didn't have to be anything uh, that shouts an amazing occasion when you look at the picture. Like it could be a more personal moment. It didn't have to be a perfectly staged photo. Uh, I think what we wrote in the event description was to look for the hidden gems. Um, And people really came through with that. So we printed hard copies of the photos that they submitted uh, at good old Walgreens and brought them to the Breakfast and Learn. And once people showed up and checked in, they chose their photos. And we used those three different photos for three different exercises throughout the Breakfast and Learn. So the first exercise, we started off with just a good old fashioned free write uh, where they chose one picture to look at and answered a few prompts about what was happening at that time, how they felt when that photo was taken versus how they felt now, whether that photo sparked any additional memories or stories, maybe with the people in it or the place that they were at that time. Um, We just did a little free writing exercise to sort of get the juices flowing. And then we moved on to what was my favorite part uh, of the day, which was sort of a group gratitude activity. So 
everyone chose a second one of their photos and we spread them out around the room next to a little notepad. And we all went around the room and wrote down on those sheets of paper what we saw in others' photos, like what we saw to be grateful for in someone else's photos. So by the end of the exercise, you got your original photo back with a whole sheet of paper filled with compliments and nice words and little gratitudes that maybe you hadn't thought about or hadn't noticed in your own perspective. Um, And it was just so much fun. I did the exercise myself and so did Maggie. And we got back like just sheets of paper that like made me tear up in front of the room because I was just like so touched that these people recognized what I felt in my photo and that I felt like they saw it too. It was so fun to reflect with people and on my own and just doing that in the same you know span of time to get to think for for a few minutes about really what what do you have to be grateful for and to share that with other people in in the first exercise like I shared a photo of my grandfather and me and it sparked a memory of how I ask him to share stories and I video him when he is sharing that story just so that I have that as a recording uh, and it's something that I am so happy that I do and I don't think twice about it but I was able to kind of tap into that just the gratitude for for those moments um, out of context and to share that with other people uh, was really special. And then to see conversely what people said about another photo that I wrote, you know, that I shared with my my boyfriend and that it was just a little candid moment of happiness um, that truly brought me so much gratitude that I have those moments that are not necessarily the Instagram worthy moments or the the ones that are picture perfect at, you know, side by side at a wedding, dressed up at a gala or anything. It's just how you feel on the daily uh, that can propel you to having so much happiness in your daily life if you if you take the moment to really recognize that they're there. And I think aside from like getting that sheet of paper back with your photo and your comments on it, um, it was a really good exercise in my brain to like go around and look at other people's photos. And we had asked people to get creative with things that they saw in others' photos. So for example, I remember I commented on one photo that someone had taken of the Chicago skyline and people had written like finding a home is something to be grateful for or maybe taking a leap to moving to a new city. And I wrote finding community in that because that's sort of what that that city skyline reminds me of is like finding your community and your little group within the big hubbub. So I think it was a good way to stretch those gratitude muscles and, you know, look a little harder than like, okay, you see a picture of a family and you think love. You know, it was going a few different layers in. Gina, what did you notice? You didn't participate, but you watched the whole thing. I did. I was sort of jealous that uh, of everyone else and their participation, jealous in the the most positive sense. Um, but what I noticed from my perch in the back of the room was everyone was just completely delighted when they got back to their photos and back to their cards. And I just was overcome by the amount of positivity that came through the room, which was actually a great reminder for, I think, all of us who were there um, of what gratitude can do, not only on your good days, but also on the days when things sort of feel like they're stacking up against you. Um, that, That was my key takeaway, especially as we went into the day. This is a busy week at a Sweat Life HQ. So there's a lot going on. And in weeks like that, it can be easy to sort of feel like all you have is stress. Um, so I personally took the opportunity yesterday at a couple of key points and a couple of moments of heightened stress to just actually count my blessings and and think about what was going right rather than what was stressing me out. 
I would imagine, too, that that's probably amplified for everyone. I mean, one of the things, I, I wasn't there. It sounds like an amazing exercise and something that, like, I kind of want to take and, like, have my family do over mm. the holiday. Um, I think that would be just an awesome way to kind of bring those memories back and, and talk about things through a framework that makes it kind of easy to, to connect on those on those memories. Um, but I bet, too, you know, I was I was thinking back about the guests we've had on We Got Goals and how they've talked about gratitude. And I was thinking about Caitlin Smith, who has a wall of letters of gratitude. And, I mean, you never know when you're having that conversation with people, like what impact the gratitude that you're expressing has on them throughout their day. I mean, think about, you know, I bet all those conversations and people took them into, those, into mm -hmm. their days and into their busy weeks. And I think if we take a moment to, like, reflect on that, too, we can have like an extra dose of gratitude and just continue kind of lifting each other up in a way that's probably really helpful. And the the sheer element of using photos, which were on everyone's iPhones, like the exercise that you asked, Kristen, of everyone is to go through your phone, to scroll back through photos, not just the ones that ended up on Instagram, but go look for the hidden gems, look for the ones in maybe even like all the way back to years past that just sparked some moment of joy for you. And I think there are, I mean, we take a lot of photos now and there's good and bad elements to, to taking photos versus living in the moment. But this really drew on all of those, the good things that come from taking photos. And I mean, I pay for the most out iCloud storage that you can just so I can keep all my photos on my phone. And then this really made me think like, okay, there's a reason why I'm doing this. There's a reason why I'm holding on to these things. And uh, Kristen, I think you had a great idea of even pulling some of those hidden gems into a special album and to be able to just pull those up and look at them in the moments where you're like, where you need a little help counting your blessings because all that can seem to surround you is stress. There is, there is still so much good in the world. There's still so much to be grateful for. Um, so taking the moment to look at the photo of a meal that you had at some special restaurant in a place that you visited or just a, a run that you took and took a photo of the skyline or something early in the morning. Just having those those points to draw on is really powerful and, and definitely not something to take for granted. Yeah, you're exactly right, Maggie. And it also sort of touches on why we went for a visual twist on gratitude journaling instead of the written journal, which I think people are much more familiar with. And, you know, I do that myself with my five-minute journal. I know Gina does a version of it as well. But uh, a couple of the advantages that we sort of thought with the visual gratitude practice were, one, it's super accessible, just like you talked about. Like, I don't carry my journal with me throughout the day, but I carry my phone. And uh, it's really easy for me to pull up pictures that make me happy when I'm on the bus or when I'm walking or whatever. Um, and I loved how accessible it makes your gratitude practice. And two, I also think that people um, get a little intimidated by a written practice is something that I've found. Um, I've been a writer first for a long time, so it doesn't bother me, but I know a lot of people get intimidated by a blank page or a blinking cursor. So sort of by taking that written element out of it and focusing on the visual, I think it becomes a lot more palatable to a lot of people. And it's just a good way to sort of stretch your gratitude practice by trying something a little bit different. So it, we loved the visual part. I think people were really delighted to actually have hard copies of photos. Like, like how long has it been since you actually printed out photos for yourself and just, you know, carried around little four by sixes? Um, I know it's been a long time for me. So this was a, a good reminder that it's a cheap, easy way to like keep something fun in your wallet or in your backpack. 
if anyone listening at home wants to do that gratitude exercise with their family for the holidays, it's a very easy thing to ask people to just email you three photos and if you go print them out for 20 cents a photo, oh my gosh, who knew that it was so accessible to print photos? It can bring you so much joy. Well, and I love it too because you kind of mentioned, Kristen, the gratitude muscle. And I think that's something else that's cool about the visual aspect of it is that, you know, once you start to kind of focus on looking for the good things in a photo, I mean, you can look for them in all of your photos and you can look for them in the world around you. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we're not always, well, some of us are always writing, but (laughs) not all of us. And it just, you know, helps you practice and just you know, what you kind of focus on, it really influences how you feel. So that is just something that will help people carry that through their day every day, I think. Well, and Cindy, you bring up a good point about looking for the good. I mean, uh, Laura Vanderkam on our on our podcast tracks her time, and that's not a visual element in that it's photos, but it is visually looking at how she spends her time. And instead of it being a chore for her, she's able to see all the things in her week that she has to really appreciate. Uh, and instead of it almost feeling like a time suck for her to write down everything that she's doing. She then can switch the switch her perspective to see all the things she got to do during the week, the opportunities that she had, the moments of joy that she was able to participate in, whether it was attending an event or the simple walk to work. Like she puts that in her calendar is that she's walking to work or whatever it may be. So it's another kind of flip on a visual gratitude practice, but time tracking can also do that. And what I think that does is it links productivity to gratitude, which is an interesting way to sort of think about it. I know that when I feel like I've contributed or been productive, I feel a lot more grateful for the way that I've spent my time. So I I have a real appreciation for Laura Vanderkam's way of tracking time and, and sort of using it as a gratitude practice. Another interesting guest we've had on the podcast who uses both gratitude and happiness in her day-to-day life, as well as her business, is Mo Tubtim, who created the Happiness Planner. So creating a whole business around the idea of expressing gratitude, as well as just being in control of your own happiness. Yeah, she, I mean, she focuses a lot on the science behind happiness and, and uses those elements to create. It's a journal, and now she has a whole lot of other kind of products that you can buy like happiness boxes and themed around productivity, themed around gratitude. What I found so cool about her her vision and goals for that business um, is that she wants them to be more catered towards kids in the future and that if you can get kids to practice gratitude, uh, she sees it as a way to to stop violence, honestly, as kids grow up to be adults when they have a steady practice of gratitude and understanding what they have what they have versus what they don't have. Um, you end up with a lot more of a peaceful society. And so those kind of agendas that people have in schools, she could potentially have them for kids in schools, which I think would be beautiful and amazing. Well, I don't know if any of you have used the Happiness Planner. I know we talked a little bit about some of the gratitude practices that, that Kristen, that you have and Maggie, you have. Well, but tell us a little bit more about what kind of a regular practice you've implemented, what you've tried and how it's worked in your lives. Sure. So I have hopped around between the Happiness Planner and the Five Minute Journal. And the Happiness Planner is, you know, a more, it actually is a planner and agenda. And you list out, you know, what you are doing for that day, uh, three things that you're going to do to make yourself happy, what your exercise is, like how you're going to move your body, um, and a few, like what your top three priorities are, I think it was. Um, So it really does allow you to be like, all right, 
this is what I'm doing for the rest of my day. This is the moment that I'm going to carve out for myself to bring myself a little bit of joy. Um, So I loved it for that. And then lately I've started using the five minute journal. Uh, I think I've used it for about two months now and it literally is five minutes. And, you know, every morning it says, what are three things that you are, that would make today great or that would make you grateful today? And then uh, what are three things that you're most excited about? I I can't remember. And that's silly because I filled it out five hours ago at like Mm -hmm. 6 a.m. But and then you come back at the end of the day and you say, what were three amazing things that happened today and what could I have done to make today a little bit better? Um, So it really does help you bookend your day. It does not take more than five minutes. And they've got little inspirational quotes and gratitude challenges along the way that you can take on. Uh, So I'm a big fan of it. And it's on Amazon for like 20 bucks. The Happiness Planner is on Amazon as well. So super easy to find and see which one might work for you. Gina, what about you? I know you keep lists. I am a list maker. Uh, I didn't used to be, but I think I've, I've sort of created an amalgamation of a lot of the different practices we've heard from guests on the show, quite honestly. Um, so at this point, I'm using a regular planner that I bought from Paper Source. And every single day, I write three different lists, and all of them come from different people. Actually, the first one comes from Laura Vanderkam. So every day, I write down what makes today different from other days. So that today was recording the podcast and having a VIP workout uh, for the folks who've done more than two sweat working events with us all year. That's special to me. And that sort of creates a moment in time that I'm excited about living and pulls today out of all other days um, based on sort of the science that Laura Vanderkam has shared with us and had shared with us on an episode of We Got Goals. The second list I make is three things I'm grateful for. I usually write this in the morning. So sometimes it's it's a tired list. It's like coffee, my dog, and my team. That generally is the list. Or it's like my husband who made coffee, <laughs> <laughs> my dog, and my body that moves. But sometimes it's it's more heady. It's it's things like I'm I'm grateful for a home, or I'm grateful that yesterday went well. I'm grateful for the way that today is structured. Um, but really, just starting the day by expressing some form of gratitude for the day I'm about to have, or what's gone right in the past 24 hours. And then the third list that I make at the end of the day uh, is an accomplishment list. Uh, So this is based, a lot of our actual guests on the podcast make accomplishment lists. Like Stephanie Iser, she makes one as a part of her life. She checks off that she's accomplished something or done something good for every restaurant in her arsenal, which is a lot of work when you've got as many restaurants as she has. It's also similar to Sheryl Sandberg's accomplishment list that she talks about in her book, Option B. And I know a lot of our other guests have had similar lists that sort of state their accomplishments. Right, Kristen? Yes, I interviewed Danny Allen, who was the biggest loser, and she mentioned it, but she called it a to-da list instead of a to-do list, which I found delightful. And and so all of those sort of lists, to me, help me kind of wrap my day in gratitude. Well, starting it with gratitude, um, making myself appreciate what's different around me every single day, and then wrapping it all up in what I've done um, so that I can feel like I'm making forward progress. Um, Cindy, what do you do to feel grateful? Well, I'm inspired by that list, and I think I might try those three lists because that sounds amazing. Um, I would like to have more of a daily practice. I don't right now, but what I did do was um, this past February marked uh, seven years since I went full-time freelance, and 
what I tried to do, I, at first I tried to do it every day for the month, but then I realized that was really ambitious. So I tried to send one a week for a few months. Um, I thought about people who had done something to help me in my career, especially since I had gone freelance, um, because it's, you know, it can be lonely and isolating at times, but there's, you, you don't get anywhere by yourself. And there are so many people who've helped me along the way. So I went back through a list of them and I wrote at least an email a week being really specific about what that person had done to, to help me and why I was so grateful for it. And it was just an incredible experience because I got to reconnect with people that I hadn't talked to for a while. I got to think back on some of those moments when someone believed in me and gave me a chance to do something I didn't think I could do or, you know, let me run with a project or thought of me for an assignment that was amazing or, or whatever it was that they did. You know, I got to like revisit those moments. And I got to make people's lives, their lives a little bit better too. I mean, in fact, there were a couple people. One I can think of specifically, there's an editor who had helped me at a pretty critical junction in my career. Like I attribute a large part of my early success to her. And she, unbeknownst to me, was going through a really hard time recovering from addiction, um, really struggling. And like to get a note out of nowhere that was like, hey, you did this amazing thing for me. Thank you so much. She said it was just so helpful for her. And I mean, I couldn't have known that and predicted that, but it just, you know, brought like three more waves of gratefulness on top of that. Um, so I think that um, while these, I think daily practices to remind ourselves are, are really good too, I think being sure that we're conscious about expressing it to other people is also something that is worth considering as you kind of go about figuring out how to integrate more gratitude into your day. Maggie, I know you talk about gratitude sometimes throughout your yoga classes. What do you tend to say to your um, to the people in your class, and what do you think resonates with them when they're in that space with you? Uh, well, that's interesting that you point that out, Kristen, because I do think I talk about gratitude a lot, and I think it's because it's my gratitude practice. Um, is because I, I teach quite often, like mornings and nights, um, and usually I'm up really early or late, up later at night, and uh, I don't. I wish that I had, I would like to eventually dedicate more time to doing some of those like routine things for myself. But right now my life is such that I'm in the studio a lot. Um, and those moments of like stillness with an entire group of people where that energy is what it is, I'm very grateful for it. And I can speak to it from the heart that, that it, that's really like what I'm feeling in the moment is that I'm grateful for this space. I'm grateful that everyone showed up to their mat to create the energy in the room that we all did. Um, and I and I think that when a class comes together, when you're really there and you're really present, you are elevating the entire room. And so I tap into that, and that's what I share with classes a lot. Uh, and I think that hopefully it resonates um, and that they – that individuals can feel that sense of community. Uh, I think it's a really beautiful balance of it's your own time. And if you're there and you're authentically there for yourself, even if you're in child's pose or shavasana the whole time, you don't have to be doing uh, a handstand, kickback, whatever, all the crazy stuff that some others on their mats are doing. But it's all this, these individual practices and energies coming together to elevate the community as a whole and to to bring the energy up. I think we just need more positivity. Um, and if for only a brief moment you can be in that space and give yourself gratitude for showing up for yourself and then sharing that energy with the room, it, it does. I feel like it makes that little corner of the world a better place. 
Well, I love so much that you're conscious about building that into your day, even when you don't necessarily have a separate time to set aside for it. I think that's something that we could all learn from if we don't feel like sometimes five minutes in the morning, like you might not have it, but can you find another time to really appreciate what's around you and like make a conscious effort to not only feel the gratitude, but to ask others to feel it with you? That's really beautiful, Maggie. I know when when I don't have the time to um, to actually make those lists or express gratitude in a in a more like solo way, like its own practice separate from my day, I'll do a few silly things as I live my life or walk down the street. Maggie and I played this little John song, Lil John mm-hmm. song, um, before we all came together today, which is called Alive, and it is so fun because it's it's. It's like a rap song on a sick beat, but he's also really mindful of, about expressing gratitude in his life it's throughout incredible. the song. It's an incredible song. And as as someone who like dabbles in the world of teaching fitness, I will put it on a lot of playlists because it's still motivating, but it's also like, yeah, I'm happy that I'm alive. And and actually the refrain of the song is little little John chanting, "I am so grateful." Wake up in the morning, feel alive. Yeah, it's also explicit lyrics, so just know that, yeah. readers, we'll, listeners. We'll put a link to the song in the show notes. But the reason why I said all of that is to tell you this: sometimes I'll walk down the street, just really like, aggressively chanting, "I am so grateful," in my, <laughs> <laughs> in my head. If I feel like I need it, if I, in that moment I just need to remind myself, like what's going on in my life, like what, bring it back pull myself out of whatever is happening in my head and just be grateful. Um, and thank you, little John. <laughs> yeah, I think that now I'm also inspired to build my own gratitude playlist because we know music really has a big influence on how we feel and that song is uh, definitely going to be on it. So uh, thank you, Gina. Thank you all. Um, one of the things I am incredibly grateful for, I don't get to see you all as often as I would like, but just that we have this time to talk about big ideas and share them with you, our listeners, another group of people for whom I am incredibly grateful. Thank you all so much. We're so grateful for you, Cindy. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Ryan, our producer. Girl, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not Hey, Goal Getters, Cindy Kuzma here, just popping back in to let you know that we're about to play a goal from one of you, our listeners. If you'd like your goal to be featured on an upcoming episode, just record a voice memo on your phone or computer and email it to me at cindy at sweatlife.com. Thanks so much for listening, and here is one of your goals. Girl, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not. I'm Sarah Russo, and I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Well, I think I didn't think of it as a goal getting strategy in the beginning, but um, really caring about people and their needs and thinking about that and how I can help them reach their goals. And it's amazing the community that you build when you care about others. They come around and they think of you and help you achieve your goals. So what's like an example of a goal that you've achieved using this strategy or like how has this paid off, paid off for you? Sure. Um, so I own a small popsicle business in Chicago called It's a Pop and I started it with cash and didn't decide to get a loan or investors or anything like that. And it was amazing because we 
we're just given so many awesome opportunities to be in front of storefronts and restaurants to sell our product without having to pay for any additional like city licensing or anything like that. Um, and in return, I just you know showed up at events and was really charitable with my product and. I just think that you know, communities helping communities really helps me to achieve my goals of growing and getting bigger. Um, a great example of that is I've put zero money into marketing or advertising. Um, I've just used free functions on social media, and I'd say about 90% of my business comes through Instagram and Facebook, even though I've never paid for an ad once. And I think a lot of that has to do with the supportive community that I've built and um, just their generosity to share and, and tag and and share me with their, you know, with the people that they influence, so. Awesome, so where can people find you on social media, Yeah, so on Instagram, we're it's a pop, I-T-S-A-P-O-P dot co, um, and Facebook, it's it's a pop dot co, and then we're on the web at www.itsapop.com. Yeah, I said I'll be on the road, I'll be back, I'm just reaching for a goal. Don't be upset when I'm not around. Just know I'll be back, so no need to frown. This podcast is a sweatlife.com production, and it's another thing that's better with friends. So please share it with yours. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, including on Spotify. And if you have a chance to leave us a rating or a review while you're there, we would really appreciate it. Special thanks to Jay Mono for our theme music, to all of our co hosts on this hostful episode. To Ryan Deffitt for editing and to Tech Nexus for the recording studio.